Greetings and welcome to another Different Church Podcast. My name is Jarrett and I hope you are having an awesome day. It is 1.36 a.m. Sunday night slash Monday morning. I should totally be in bed, but I'm not. I wanted to get this out tomorrow because we missed a podcast last week. It was the first Sunday that I was not at and we had a few little tech issues. And so we couldn't release the cast last week, which stinks because it was a really cool service. Hannah did this like spoken word thing. The band played a special song. We may try and do a like just for podcast recording of it here in the near future. So just kind of keep your eyes open for that. Hopefully that will come out in the next few weeks. But all that being said, we have an excellent episode for you today. It is our Halloween service and it was super fun. Uh, Before we jump in, a couple quick announcements. Number one, this coming Saturday, we are doing a movie day. We have free tickets, which is pretty cool. I think we've got like 20 of them available and uh, 14 of them have been spoken for so far. So there's a few left. Go to diff.church and just click on events. And from there, you can uh, claim your free ticket. We're going to go see the Eternals this coming Saturday. It's going to be awesome. Hopefully you can come. Also, the second Sunday in November, our very own Isaac is going to be speaking that day. And anytime anyone from our church gets up on stage to share, I am all about telling everybody to be there. Uh, I want to support this dude. He's awesome. He's such a good guy. Uh, He's a little nervous about it, so we can uh, give him a hard time or not. Maybe we can just lift him up and make him feel good. That's what probably a decent human being would would do. (laughs) But anyway... Uh, be there. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be awesome. Uh, okay, we're going to jump into Hannah in a second here. Um, she's got some really cool stuff to talk about today. But before we do, I just wanted to share a song of the bands. Uh, this was the opener this week, and it is like definitely not uh, the type of song that you would normally hear in church. And if you do, it would just be like a special song where nobody sings. They just like listen. Uh, but I don't care. I think it's cool. I love the message. And we stood and sang it together, and I I hope you like this song. If not, just fast forward a couple minutes. Uh, And if you do want to hear it, nothing's going to stop us now.
All right, give it up for the band with Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. As usual, that is Gianna on lead, Dave on drums, Will on bass. We had Lyndon sitting in on keys today and a brand new guy on guitar named Brandon, and uh, it rocked. Uh, okay, I wanted to give a special shout-out to uh, my wife, Tiffany. She had a fantastic idea for the Halloween uh, costume at church. Um, she wanted to dress up as Pastor Hannah, and she crushed it. And just to fit the theme, she turned me into a priest. And I think if we actually had a costume contest, we absolutely would have won. Well, there was going to be a costume contest with like a giant candy bar prize, except that I forgot to buy a giant candy bar until yesterday when it was too late. <laughs> so there is no giant candy bar, but you can have a plethora of small mini Reese's pumpkins <laughs> if you would like them. And honestly, like, how am I going to pick a winner? We have crayons. We have Hocus Pocus. We have myself. <laughs> like, I don't know, how do you beat that? <laughs> um, and obviously, this is what a true Halloween costume looks like for church. You buy something that says the devil on it. <laughs> um, it is too hot for me to wear this all day, but I actually had second thoughts this morning. I was like, oh no, I forgot that we were having a booth on Central. I can't wear, it says different church. I can't wear something that says devil on it. People are gonna be like, so? By different church. <laughs> Do you mean, you, you mean the op? No. That, so I just think I'm going to wear my regular t-shirt and then everyone else can be dressed up because I don't want to have to have that conversation with everyone. <sighs> I've had a lot of caffeine and candy. It's the only type of way I'm going to make it through today. Um, that's why you sound like a munchkin. That's why I sound like a munchkin. I guess I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> Our passage today, we are going to talk about the Bible. It is not going to be that spicy, despite what I may look like. Um, you probably can't follow along on the screen because it's very harsh lighting, so you're just gonna have to listen to my munchkin voice. Read Psalm 146 to you. And this is what it says. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God with my dying breath. Don't put your confidence in powerful people. There is no help for you there. When they breathe their last, they return to earth, and all their plans die with them. That emphasis was mine. But happy are those who have the God of Jacob as their helper, whose hope is in the Lord their God, who made heaven and earth and the sea and everything in them, and who keeps every promise forever, who gives justice to the oppressed and food to the hungry. The Lord frees the prisoners opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are weighed down. The Lord loves the righteous, protects the foreigners among us, cares for orphans and widows, but frustrates the plans of the wicked. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Jerusalem, throughout the generations, praise the Lord. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Jeff, can you hand me my green water bottle? Because I'm dying. I've had only caffeine and no water today which is not how you're supposed to live, kids. <laughs> okay. Psalms is a book of psalms, um, which is also a word for songs or poetry. It is, there's 150 chapters total. We read 146. So it's one of the last five psalms, and there's five, instead of like a conclusion of just one, they have five concluding psalms. And they're called the Alleluia Psalms because they're dedicated to praising the Lord. Now, I had several passages to choose from in the lectionary this morning, um, but when I read this passage, I was like, oh, it's so happy. And I feel like Halloween is a very happy Sunday. 
I mean, I know it's like spooky and woo-woo. And you probably, if you grew up evangelical, were like, I'm definitely not allowed to dress up unless it was for a fall festival. Um, <laughs> no, only trunk or treating, not trick or treating, because the Lord says so. But I think Halloween is such a happy time. We get to like, we get to play dress up. We get to like bring out our inner child. We get to uh, eat candy. We get to see little kids and how adorable they are. It's the one day of the year. It's not weird to talk to strangers. Right? So I wanted to talk about something kind of happy this morning. Now, it is interesting to me that in this psalm, the whole thing, the writer is just encouraging. He's like, praise the Lord. Everybody get excited. Praise the Lord. This is your whole purpose in life. This is what you need to do. And why? Well, if you look at Israel, they're always praising the Lord for what God did already. Like in the past, they're always remembering. It's like over and over, remember and don't forget. Remember, remember, remember that God did all these things. But in this psalm, the writer's like, don't praise God for any of that. Praise God for what God is doing right now. And like, that's pretty odd because in all of these other times, it's like praise God because he brought this little fledgling nation out of Egypt. Praise God because God kept his promises to Abraham. Praise God because you have the great victories won at Jericho or other battles. Praise God because, 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 because of all these things that already happened. But instead, the writer is like, hey, give praise to God because of what is happening right now. And what is God doing right now? A whole list of things <laughs> that you also cannot read. So what is God doing? God keeps the faith forever. That's pretty good. Gives justice to oppressed people, provides food for those who are hungry, sets prisoners free, gives sight to the blind, supports and helps people who are weighed down, loves those who live rightly, watches over strangers and foreigners no matter where they are, cares for people who are not partnered in adult relationship, cares for children who have lost their caregivers, and put constant roadblocks in the path of evil people. That's quite a list especially if God is doing all of that right now. Like right now, God is doing all of that? Like what a thing to celebrate. If that's actually happening, then God does deserve praise. But um, praise is kind of a church word. And I, I think maybe this is just how I was raised, but praise is like, this is what this means to Pentecostals. <laughs> if you're listening on the podcast, I just like raised my hands to the heavens. This is what praise means. Praise the Lord. Um, if you were raised Baptist, this is what praise means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's not actually what it means. Like, yes, in some sense, music is involved or can be involved, right? But it, the writer says, praise the Lord, oh my soul. What is your soul? The soul is the integrator of all of our experiences, whether positive or negative. The soul is our place of understanding, the place of unconscious responses and instant reactions that we have. The soul is the place of all of our triggers. Uh, the soul is the place that has been shaped by all of our childhood experiences and our adult choices. It's also the place where we experience like relearning and reparenting and undoing of harmful patterns that we've maybe been brought up in. So to praise God with your soul means to praise God with that part of you that is almost unconscious. To praise God with the part of you that reacts <laughs> before your logical adult brain can be like, mm, maybe not, <laughs> maybe don't say that, maybe don't do that, right? It, th this is kind of an alternate way of being present in the world. 
in a world where we have loss and death and grief and sickness and COVID and people that are dumb and like all kinds of things. We have all these things that we struggle with and we deal with and yet to praise God in our soul means the, that part that's in here is somehow trusting God even in the middle of that, in the middle of the whole world. To praise God actually means in the middle of all that to keep putting one foot in front of the other, to keep going, to keep reaching out for connection in faith and connection to God, even when you have more questions than answers. And like, I think as people of faith, like we have to be careful not to put our trust in people, especially people of great influence, you know, people who are well positioned in the social hierarchy, not just Instagram influencers, but like people with money and power and fame, like whether they're celebrities or political figures or like, I don't know, I guess if you're in England, you'd be like the royalty. Like anybody who ha wields that kind of social power, political, military, economic, it's pretty futile because it will only lead to failure. I think like how often do we put our hope in America on like political leaders? to like affect this lasting real change. And we like get behind people and we're like, yes, this time, this time, it's gonna be different, right? No. no. <laughs> and we're just disappointed because we get more of the same, right? Like more politicking, more lies, more broken promises. It's not a contest of who's better. Like certainly there are some worse options and some better options. I think that's clear. But it's pointless to think that those humans are the ones who are gonna keep the faith that they're gonna somehow fulfill our trust, that they're not gonna be compromised. The more power a person has, the less likely they are to be living an open, honest, and authentic life. That's not to say it can't happen. It's very unlikely, right? The writer knows this. This was true thousands of years ago, just as it is today. Kings and leaders were not reliable then, and they aren't reliable now. But, this is what the writer says, but human leaders may fail you, but Yahweh will never fail you. God will never fail you. Human leaders are unreliable, but Yahweh keeps the faith forever. Human power brokers are inept and selfish. They're always looking out for their own interests, but Yahweh looks for newness and for hope. Even when you think it's not possible in a situation, Yahweh can create it. Where human institutions disappoint us and oppress us, those who rely on Yahweh are given this reserve of happiness and blessedness that is never empty. Now, certainly human leaders are called to act, right? They're called to act on behalf of people who find themselves in the margins. But historically, the track record for this is dismal. It's almost a horror movie if you look at it. We get, what, one good leader for like 100? maybe a thousand, if you go in the political sphere. And Yahweh, in contrast, uses power and privilege not to exploit, but to uplift. And this list of things that God does that we touched on earlier, you may have noticed one specific line that also has a church word. God loves those who live rightly. Uh, the King James translation for this, if you grew up like that, is righteous. How many of you just love that word righteous? <laughs> One person. I don't believe you. <laughs> uh, how do you even know if you're living righteously? Like, what is, what? 
it's normally translated as like this personal piety, holiness, like I am righteous in and of myself, me only an individual, right? Um, I, my perspective on this is, first of all, righteous has been a bit mistranslated in the New Testament. It should be much more often translated justice, not righteous. Justice is a way of living. Righteousness has nothing to do with personal piety. It has to do with how you live in the world. It has nothing to do with a set of beliefs you have to somehow ascribe to or be like, yes, these are the things that make me a Christian and I believe them, so therefore I'm righteous. No. How do you know if you're living rightly? This psalm actually tells us. Righteous means those who are in a right relationship with God and the people around them. The one who lives rightly is the person who joins God in all of those liberating activities. So giving justice to the oppressed, feeding the hungry, being with those who are trapped or they feel weighed down, caring for foreigners and strangers and people who are single and don't have a partner in their life or, pe or children. The wicked ones are the ones who do not cooperate with God in those activities. They're always prioritizing their own self-interest instead of opening their eyes to the needs of others around them. To be righteous has nothing to do with you believing a certain set of things. It also does not mean that you get to go around telling everyone what you think all the time and how they can live better and more rightly and what they are doing wrong so that they need to get their act together and follow the Lord. No. To be righteous means you have been so affected by the grace that God has given you and planted in your body and planted in your spirit, that your soul, that place of all of those unconscious reactions that have integrated everything we've been through in our lives, that that place has been so transformed by love and acceptance and affirmation and hope that it can't help but spill out in your interactions with other people. To praise that kind of God who works for justice and liberation that is to mean, that means you live with like this daring and compassionate and defiant, can I use that word? Fierce spirit. I don't think the word defiant gets a good rap in church. Like I certainly, some of y'all know this. I was prayed for many times as a child that the Lord would deliver me from my spirit of rebellion. <laughs> I don't like being told what to do. Um, and I, if you know me, nothing has changed. So obviously those prayers did not work or God was like, maybe she doesn't need to change. Maybe we should just accept her how she is. Now, to, to be defiant, like we, we say this as a bad thing. Like, oh, that person is so defiant. Maybe we should be defiant. Maybe we should in the face of evil in the face of grief, in the face of non-inclusion, in the face of all of these things that deny us and our worth, maybe we should stand up and say, no, this is not acceptable. We are going to join with God in God's liberating work and make a space for everyone. Because, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you can jump up, it's fine. Right? Like, it's to turn away from ourselves, not that ourselves isn't important, but because we have done work on ourselves, we can actually take our gaze from ourselves and turn it outwards and 
take that fierce spirit that God gives us to those who are oppressed and those who are hungry and those who live in physical and mental and spiritual and emotional prisons and can't get out. It's to enable people, like we have the gift of helping people see further than they've ever been able to see before. To help people who have been shamed or humiliated, especially by church and by faith, to stand up strong and proud of who you are and who they are. It's to be able to bring protection to people who have historically not been protected. It's to be able to bring hope to people who say there's, there's nothing there for me. Daring acts of compassion. It comes from this power that like transcends us. And yet we cooperate and it moves through us. And for the God at work in the world, empowering us to live like that, the writer says we should give praise. That's what we should give praise for. And I like it. Like this is a song I feel like I can sing all my life. I can't do this all my life and just repeat the same line of a worship song over and over and over, right? I can't be like, I'm a friend of God 17 million times. <laughs> no offense if you love that song. <laughs> I used to love it as well. But this, this is a song I can participate in even when I'm not singing. A song about the God who is trustworthy, a song about the God who is our helper and our source of hope, a song about the compassionate and caring God who wants justice and liberation for all people no matter what they are bound up by. I like it. We can prosper in that hope, right? That God will set us free from everything that binds us up, everything that threatens to take us over or consume us everything that causes us to react in maybe ways that we don't want to react. We can be confident that God works together with us to accomplish healing that we need in our minds and our spirits. We can be sure that God will be there to pick us up when we fall and steady us when we stumble and provide for us when we're unable to provide for ourselves, maybe miraculously, or maybe through the love and care of humans all around us. May our faith be as strong and enduring as that same love of God that continually surprises us by how strong and enduring it is. <laughs>